were hidden behind eyelids, sealed shut from the beating she'd endured. Her neighbors, roused to a fearful passion, aided by Elizabeth's own father, had exacted their final toll. After a decade of physical trauma and emotional neglect, Arthur had disowned his own daughter in her time of greatest need and peril, delivering Elizabeth to her early grave rather than standing up for the daughter he'd long ceased to show any fondness. Instead, the former slave had discarded his own child when she no longer served him any purpose. Will bent to the ground and grasped one of the three long wooden poles used to lift and carry the coffin. At a count of three, he joined the two women and three men, in standing up and lifting the pine box off the ground for transport to the gravesite. They walked in silence, pausing as Will momentarily lost his balance. There were no tears shed during this solemn time, for outside of one of the men carrying the coffin, they all bore a share of the guilt for the young woman's demise, a fatality that seemed predestined. No priest presided over the ceremony, for none of them wanted to be reminded of the terrible guilt they all shared. The earth had already been removed from Elizabeth's final resting place. The dirt sat in a large pile atop Genevieve's grave, preventing anyone from stepping there. The pallbearers placed the pine box atop the open grave, where the wooden poles allowed the coffin to remain above ground. Will and two other men, unrolled three coils of sturdy rope, which were fed under the coffin. The pallbearers lifted the box a few inches off the ground using the ropes, and one of the villagers removed the three poles from beneath the coffin. Inch by inch, the six lowered the box down into the grave until it reached the bottom with finality, a fitting end to a young life. They dropped the lengths of rope into the hole and stepped back. Arthur Lowell stepped forward. As the father of the deceased, it was his duty to speak. We have suffered a great loss. Elizabeth was a young woman of beauty, possessing a generosity of spirit rare among any I've ever met. She has uniquely contributed to the success of this community, and we mourn that she will be unable to continue to share in that success. In her memory, we must continue to move forward along the path she cleared, to see the sights she made available for all of us. In many ways, she epitomizes what we are striving to be, ever seeking to push the boundaries of human development. We will not let her death be in vain. There were murmurs of agreement and appreciation of his words. Will looked around at the small assembly, incredulous. That was a beautiful speech, Arthur. Why, if I didn't know any better, I'd think her death was of her own choosing. Let me offer my eulogy. Today, this young woman is laid to rest as a human sacrifice on the altar of greed, laziness, and cowardice. She is mourned by those gathered here, not because they truly sorrow at her loss, but because they do not know where the next sacrificial victim will be found. They cry not because she is gone, 
but because they fear they'll be the next chosen to join her. The next innocent, bludgeoned to death by so-called neighbors. None of you have any right to be standing on this ground. You all bear the guilt of her demise, regardless of the number of blows you delivered. Most of the eyes in the gathering fell to the ground, their silence speaking volumes to the guilt they bore and the truth of his words. Arthur's eyes blazed in anger. How dare you, he hissed. How dare you belittle her in such a fashion? My daughter worked harder than anyone here to unlock the secrets we know wait just beyond our grasp, teasing us with their potential. And you tarnish her memory before the dirt is in her grave? Will marched straight to Arthur until he could lean down and stare directly into the shorter man's terrified eyes.